Welcome to Bone Zone. <laughs> Welcome everybody to the Mix Pixel Podcast. It's been a good minute since we've all gotten together. Yeah. It's been so long, in fact, Jose has aged an entire year. Day of recording this. Happy birthday to our Thank you. to our dear you. friend Jose Totenji and my the other guy sitting here who is not his birthday, so he's less special. Rob Trainey. That's right. I'm I'm Bill Conway. Welcome to the Mix Pixel Podcast. Now, <laughs> it's, like, it's been a little bit since we since we got around the table here, since we look into this mic, we talked into it longingly. I have a warm up. I have a I have a mental exercise. <laughs> you say longingly. Longingly. Yeah. Uh, for us all. Not maybe not like a not mental. It's not that difficult. But you know, just gotta get the juices going. Get, get the conversation flowing. I have a question. I have a question I want to pose to both of you. You can choose whoever wants to ask it or, or answer it first, rather. Um, and that question is if for some reason you're laying in your bed, okay? okay. You're laying it's dark, it's like two thirty in the morning, maybe. You're there and there by yourself, you noticed. You're in the middle of the bed, not like on either one side. You're laying in the middle of the bed. You're laying there and you wake up and you realize that you're strapped to the bed <laughs> with bindings. This is weird, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. This yeah. sh- shouldn't be happening. But nonetheless, it, it is. You're strapped to the bed with bindings, legs and hands. You can't move a single muscle. Yeah, except, I except, haven't made that fantasy public, except, so if it happened to me in my sleep, it would be weird. Except <laughs> you, you can't move any muscle except your mouth muscle. Is that a muscle? You can take some muscle to move your mouth? Mu- muscle to move. It definitely takes <laughs> muscles, but it it's take not called the mouth to muscle. Move your mouth. Well, for sake of... A muffin would move my mouth, for, to be fair. For sake of simplifying, that it is technically called the mouth muscle. <laughs> Um, it's the only muscle you have to fight this, whatever's happening to you. You're laying there, you're bound, your eyes are wide open, you're staring ahead at the ceiling, and this big, long body, uh, reaches over you. Like, he's, like, standing at the foot of your bed, but his body is so long and stretchy, he's able to just kind of peer over you and look you right in the eyes. Like the Babadook? Yeah, yeah, kind of like the Babadook. <laughs> but just imagine he's really slimy and weird looking. This is probably, you're probably encountered by an alien. Um, so... This alien looks you deep in the eyes, and he asks you to share with him a piece of a piece of human um, history. Something he this guy is trying to get information out of you. That's why he strapped you down, because he's not going to get it if you're running away. You know, he uses bindings for a reason. And it's interesting that this alien being would have bindings. Something that you probably find at like a Dick's Sporting Goods or a Home Depot. Not like alien bindings. These aren't like special sci-fi bindings. These are like. Like Coleman, like if they made a binding. I don't know if Coleman makes things that you would use in bondage play, but the, it, the it, kind of stuff you just you strap something to a pickup truck with. Y- yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, that that works for for sake of visualization. Because I'm just imagining these weird leather straps. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll we'll use that. Like some yeah, so that way we could use Coleman. We're not sponsored by Coleman. I wish, but maybe they're in the market of video games now. Yeah. Uh, they've been in Final Fantasy 15. Um, quite, they're featured quite heavily. What about that? Tim? They're a big part of the story, uh, Coleman. Um, <laughs> uh, I think you could argue that actually. Honestly, yeah. camping's I mean, a big part. Without of this. Coleman, what would Final Fantasy fifteen? Be? Without Coleman, they wouldn't camp. And without camping, they wouldn't bond their friendships or raise their experience. Or raise their experience. Well, no, no, you do that. Hotel. Coleman so still. Coleman levels you it's up. It's important. In Final Fantasy, Coleman is the real core of Final Fantasy fifteen. I'm gonna hit them up on Twitter after this and uh, <laughs> talk to them about it. I really am. I've been tweeting companies my whole life. I recently tweeted Tootsie Roll. I asked them about why the Charleston Chew doesn't have an actual account. That was a good one. It's weird. That was a good interaction. It's Mm -hmm. weird. They don't don't have one. But uh, anyway, so this alien has you strapped down and he wants information. Okay. Um, The only thing that's going to satiate his thirst for info, the great alien info wars Mm -hmm. um, that's going to engulf the United States and presumably 
Africa, China. <laughs> the aliens, the aliens are not biased. You know, they they want to get information out of every country, and they want out of you. To get to the point here, okay? Too long didn't read. Um, if you had to pick one video game to give to this alien to represent human life, not just oh, this is the best video game. This this game this game is humans. What game would that be? And then <laughs> and it has to satisfy the alien. And, and, oh God. And, um, I'll give my answer, but I won't give my answer in detail. I'm going to be the alien in this situation. I'm going to judge your answer. If it's a good enough... Because these aliens are so fast and so advanced. When, as soon as you hand them the game and they touch it, they beat the game in their head. The whole game's over. <laughs> so they'll, they're, this alien's able to instantly digest this game and tell you if this game is worthy enough of mankind's representation. Okay? Welcome to the Alien Wars, everybody. And, I, and for this purpose, I will employ an alien voice. So while you guys are giving your answers, I'm going to warm up my head okay. what this voice will be. Do you have yours ready? <laughs> this no, game has to represent, real has to represent <laughs> mankind. I'd give him XCOM. Be like, now get out. <laughs> <laughs> we fight back, pussy. You can't bondage up the entire country. Today, we celebrate our Independence Day. <laughs> I'm down with that. That's not the alien's voice. <laughs> Bill Pullman. Um, I'm down with that. The, the, the alien... Uh... <laughs> he just leaves. <laughs> Fuck this place. <clears throat> I'm going to edit that cough out. <clears throat> um, no, you're not. No, it's going to stay in there, probably. <laughs> um, but it's in the first five minutes, so that means it's easy for me to find. Like If I if somebody makes a weird cough like 35 minutes into the episode, I'm probably not going to catch it. Because I, I really just kind of skim this thing when I'm, when I'm touching it up. Mm-hmm. Um... So that your final answer, you, give, you hand him, I'm the alien, you hand me XCOM? Uh, yeah, because I really can't think of anything else that I can, because <laughs> at that point I would just think about it, like, well, if this guy's going to impose a threat now, he knows that we're yeah. not fucking around. Yeah, you guys have uh, an endless amount of disposable soldiers, And too. we'll just take your shit, too, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I didn't give you enough time. Oh, you're going to kill me. Oh, we'll see about that. <laughs> you, sound, you sound like an old German guy. <laughs> Well, every time there's a that's movie, that's what they learned from. Every time there's a movie about like aliens or the undead or weird things, like whenever they bring a supernatural element in, the Germans are always involved with some kind of Nazi stuff. So that makes sense. <laughs> the aliens are descendants of Germans. You gotta figure. You watch F's Family? Um, yes. You sound like that German neighbor that they had that the kids are terrified <laughs> of because they think he's a Nazi. That's who you sounded like. It's like um, at some point one of those German guys got a fucking what? alien. The, the, the alien in um, American Dad is, has a German voice. Oh yeah, or German accent. Aliens are German. This works out. This is good. This gives me this gives my alien uh, some weight. Um, <laughs> You're going to kill me, okay then? Push <laughs> it about that. And he like secretes a juice all over you, like an alien juice. And you go back to sleep, and you wake up, you don't remember any of it. Um, That's all I noticed. My copy of X copy is missing. <laughs> what do you notice? I would. Would you eventually everything. get around to it? What happened last night? Um, There's XCOM. Rob, what 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 is your uh, um, what is your uh, savior of man? Well, I mean, it wouldn't save mankind. He just wants to know about it. Yeah, know? I mean, I mean, it, for some reason, the first thing that popped in my head was The Last of Us. <sighs> okay, that which re- I guess I mean that that's, that that does depict both it's, like, uh, a lot a lot of different emotions and sides I mean, of human yeah. life. Yeah. So, so hand, hand the alien the game to do, do the hand motion. There you go. <laughs> 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 what a fantastic art piece. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But it was very stressful. 
and I hate stress. And he secretes the juice all over you, and you wake up, you don't remember any of it. Okay. So yeah, you know, interesting, uh, interesting choices. I would give him World of Warcraft. <laughs> uh, that would scare him off for next he, he might stay standing over you a little bit longer than, than he did over yeah. us. It just, <laughs> he can't beat it. Uh, <laughs> but but uh, I'd give him wow. Um, Cause Cause you can't, yeah. In that situation, you can't give him like GTA Five. Yeah. Because I just I mean, think we're all a bunch of <laughs> like junky, violent, addicted people. I give him well because like, yeah, I he, mean... he gets some interactions in there. <laughs> but yeah, so cool, fun exercise. Um, I'll, I'll try to have a warm up like that every episode. Or like get us, Fighter. Get us rocking. Get us in. Yeah, we always fight. We just fight in the streets. We always fight. <laughs> Are there any games where you play as a cop and you shoot people? Yes, but I don't know which ones they are 20, right now. 20 Fight of Life. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I played that game. Wait, what game? 20, 20 Fight of Life. Life. It was basically Cops and Raw's version of SOCOM. Uh-huh. Oh. What was that? What was that one PS2? Oh, I'm thinking of Dead to Rights. I don't know why. Like Dead Remember Dead to Rights? That game yeah. was badass. Didn't the last one have a dog in it? Yeah. 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 I never played that one. Me neither. I only played the first one. Or does the first one also have a dog in it? German Shepherd. They both have dogs? I don't think they were like, I don't think it was like prominently in the gameplay until the yeah. last one. Gotcha. Fun game. That game had like diving shots, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Diving shots. That's was a satisfying. It the same devs as uh, who who started the diving shots? Uh, true crime. No, it wasn't them. It wasn't them. Oh, no. true crime was good was too. True crime, Streets yeah. of true LA. crime and yeah, Max yeah, Payne yeah. kind of no, did the, the diving um, shots. I think Namco did. Um, <clears throat> did the rights, right? The rights. Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm yeah. imagining their logo on the box for yeah. sure. Yeah, was, you can was, kind of tell just by like the sort of like they had that sort of weird blocky looking design yeah. to mm-hmm. all their games. Like, all you think is, like, Tekken, and, okay, this is all yeah. the fucking games. Yeah, when I remember, True Crime was a fun game, yeah. except mm-hmm. the final boss was a dragon. What? I never beat it, because I was Yo, a No, no, this whole I game was, like, was really, it was, like, a serious, like, True Crime, Streets of L.A. You didn't give this one to the alien? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. And you, like, it's mostly a serious game, you just run around, I mean, probably not, I don't remember too much of it, but, you know, it's got the jump <clears> shots, <throat> where you fly through yeah, and shoot yeah. people, but then it's mostly, like, grounded, for the most part. And then the final boss, so you're, like, you're, you're trying to get this guy, and he, he's hiding at this Chinese restaurant. And you go into the Chinese restaurant, you know, you fight some guys, and you go into the basement, and there's a whole fucking temple in the basement, and a fucking dragon just spinning around, and, and you, you have to fight kill a dragon. <laughs> Where, was, like, the character tripping, or was that, like, legit? <laughs> I don't was, remember. Wasn't Snoop Dogg in that? Uh, the he was in one, one of them, the yeah. Second the second one. one. The second I don't one, remember. Yeah. Was Streets of LA the first one or the sequel? Streets of, I think Streets of Hong Kong was the second one. Or no. No, no. Sleeping Dogs. Sleeping Dogs, yeah. yeah. Well, literally. They just didn't want to pay for the IP. Yeah. That's what Sleeping Dogs actually is. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, yeah, it was the second one just called Streets of, uh, True Crime 2? Streets of LA was definitely the first one. You can fact check that one while I talk about diving shots. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not enough games do diving shots. <coughs> oh, I'm dying what? Dude, there's been a, I've been continuously sick for like two months. Go away. Is it the aliens? They're Maybe. making us sick? They're secreting on you. We're not beating enough games. The aliens are like, your deadline's up. You know, we're going to keep filling up mucus until you die. This is the alien juice. This is the alien juice. Uh, did you find it already, Rob? Or are you still... Oh, uh, the other there? one is True Crime Streets of New York. I'm trying to figure out oh, which one came okay. first, though. So. It's definitely LA, 100%. Because that's one I played. Uh, that was the first game. The cover was red. And, you know, it said True Crime, and it also had Streets of LA on it. Um, there it is. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> um, so the second one wasn't just called True Crime 2. It was just called Streets of New York. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Anyway, but diving shot. Not enough games do diving shots. Max Payne did it very well. Yeah. Because was they, a lot of fun. Did Max Payne invent the bullet time? Was that... For video games? Yeah. I feel was like that so. like their, like... That was the first game to, like, really use it. Because slow motion's been in movies before... Um, <laughs> is that Snoop Dogg? True Crime I, New York City. 
Or is that a guy who looks like Snoop Dogg? I think that's just a guy that looks like Snoop Dogg. Okay. I don't think it's actually. But I know he's in that game. I'm he is in sure. it though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, interesting life for that series. Who made that? Who uh, made True Crime? Check that wiki. Because obviously we know the devs who did Sleeping Dogs, uh, United Front, but they're gone, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Developers. <laughs> Is that what Luxo Flux. Luxo Flux. Uh, published by Activision, so yeah, they yeah, probably yeah. don't exist anymore. Yeah, Luxo Flux. Luxo Flux. I think they did that. Composer um... Sean Murray. That's a no man's. Oh, right? it's, not, it's not actually the same Sean. <laughs> Sean Murray. Murray's name <laughs> escaped my brain. Yeah. <laughs> that guy. I'm like what? Why is that significant? Vigilante Eight. I think they did that. Luxo Flux? I think so. That's, that, okay. I, the name I, sounds familiar. We gotta stop the show for a sec. <laughs> Not the recording, but like the pr- the progress. You need to look that up because if Jose for some reason knows that information, what am I looking up? Uh, looks look up Luxo Flux's uh, uh, gameography. Vigilante Eight is our very first game. Jesus Christ, Jose! <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird thing to know. Like, <laughs> that name sounded familiar. And I played the shit out of Vigilante Eight. <laughs> That's such a weird thing. So wait, it's... I told you there's like a there was a, a redneck character who had a lightning strike. When you would use it, you'd go lightning. <laughs> So is Vigilante Eight okay. the first this is, game? This is their discography. The uh, first game they made was Vigilante Eight. One year later, they made Vigilante Eight: Second Offense. Oh, that came out on the Dreamcast. So not Vigilante Nine. So there are eight characters. Then in they game? made Star Wars: Demolition on the Dreamcast. I think so. True Crime, Streets of LA and Streets of New York, Shrek Two. Oh, sorry. <laughs> they made the Shrek it started, Two game. It started That's, going downhill yeah. there. They made the Kung Fu Panda game. Okay, so Activision yeah, was... Activision turned them into a licensed studio. And then they made Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen game, and that was the end. Lux of Flux. Rest in peace, Lux of Flux. Started off strong. Vigilante was pretty pretty good. <laughs> then they made Shrek 2. The original a, founders of Lux of Flux later founded Isopod Labs. They released Vigilante 8 Arcade and Jimmy Johnson's Anything with an Engine. <laughs> Wait, is that like the, the breakfast sausage thing? <laughs> no, that'd be no, Jimmy no. Dean, right? It's, oh, Jimmy yeah, that's Jimmy Dean. Dean. Jimmy Johnson's uh, NASCAR racer. Jimmy Dean. So uh, I remember seeing the yeah. cover of that game, and it was this NASCAR racer on a couch. See, what, I'm, what, I, was, what I was imagining <laughs> That's was... why it's called Anything with an Engine. I remember there's... seeing it at GameStop, like, years ago. There's a lot of people named Jimmy Johnson, and I was imagining the football coach, Jimmy Johnson. I'm like, anything with an engine? Why? <laughs> what is Jimmy Johnson doing? But yeah, no, he is a NASCAR driver. I don't know why uh, I remember that. That's good knowledge. Vigilante 8. I wonder what happened to Vigilante the, 1 through 7. Yeah. I remember the game. Is it a car like, combat? Yeah. Is it a car combat? It was like a parody of uh, of Twisted Metal. Oh, so cool, that's why like, cool. the characters were all like, wacky. It wasn't serious at all. Mm. Sweet. But uh, Cool. It was all right. Uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> we were talking... Oh, but Diving Shot. <clears throat> yeah, Do you yeah. guys remember? I never played the actual full title of this game. But I remember I played the demo a thousand times for the 360. Uh, Stranglehold. Have any of you ever played Stranglehold? With, um, with Chow um, Young Fat? Yeah. Dude. I never had a chance to play it. But I heard that it had the, 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 like, the doves and shit just like in his movies. Dude, the fucking bullet time, diving shot shit, bullet physics in that game. Mm-hmm. I never bought it. I, I got enough with the demo. I didn't need to buy the full <laughs> game to do this. Because, like, you, if you get the right skill shot, it'll follow the bullet. Like, they kind of did that before, like, Sniper, like, Elite kind of. Because you can shoot balls off, you do all that stuff. In John Woo's Stranglehold. And, like, man, I loved it. It's so satisfying. What was that Jet Li game? Um, A Rise to Honor. Yeah, that game was badass. That game was because you used the analog stick. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, so you could just... Like, all around you from what, That game was smooth from what I remember. Yeah. I don't know if it's still it was smooth. Good. But I, I loved it. It was cool. I, might, I had somebody give it to me for my birthday at, at a skating rink once. That's where I got the game. His name was Tom. At a skating rink. You go to more than one skating rink? <laughs> this, was, this particular rink was called Skate Away. That's what people did. No one goes there anymore. Yeah. 
They, they scared it away. <laughs> uh, but it was a, did you guys ever play um, Jackie Chan Studmaster? For the stud, PS1? Studmaster? Studmaster. Stud, uh, was that the one with the sort of cartoony graphics? Yeah. Yes. That, that game's game was great. awesome. Because you had to do everything like the Jackie Chan does. You used everything around mm-hmm. you during the combat and stuff yeah. like that, and you're jumping from like rooftop to rooftop. It's, it's an impressive game, to be honest. It was, yeah, it was surprisingly um, I only good. Played it, I only played it a couple of years ago, but I was like, wow, this is awesome. If they would have made it now, like I can only, you'd be able to literally do everything that he fucking so does. So that's the bummer like <clears throat> nowadays. We don't get a lot of those mid-range games as mm-hmm. often that are good. Like It's either all-in, full-budget, AAA game, or it ends up a game nobody plays, or an indie game that everybody plays eventually. Like mm-hmm. There's no like, Oh, there's like six games came out this week, and one of them's Jackie Chan's Stud Master. <laughs> like, we don't get any of those mid-range titles. Jimmy Listen, Johnson's anything with an engine. You know? Tell me Jackie Chan's Stud Master is not the first game you'd buy if six games came out today. Look, I'll tell you right now. There's a game called Stud Master at all, even without Jackie Chan's <laughs> name attached to it. I'm buying the game called Stud Master. Leisure Suit Larry. That's Stud basically Master. what that game is. <laughs> I like to find that game and play it. Leisure Suit Larry. Whenever I used to see it in the game mags, like in Game mm-hmm, Pro or whatever, yeah. I said Leisure Suit Larry, and it wasn't AO, I think. It was just M, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, there's probably boobies in that game. Like, uh, that was my first thought. Like, Billy Little Bills, and I was like, man, there's boobies in that game for sure. Um, did... Well, the one game was called Magna Cum Laude. So... <laughs> <laughs> yep. I remember, like, and the game, and the Game Pro, like, reviewed it. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, whoa. Like, like, Fun Factor was like a two. And I can't, I'm, I was remember thinking, like, it can't be it can't be bad. There's boobies in it. Like, <laughs> I gotta get that game and play it. They probably um, sell it downtown. Probably. You yeah. can honestly probably find it at the end, like a mom and pop uh, um, game store. But, um, but yeah. Um, diving, diving shots. Let's say, did you guys play Max Payne 3? Yeah. I hear that's a really great third-person shooter. I watched my dad play a bit of it. I never played it myself. It is a fun game. That was like the third game I bought my PC when I built it. Oh, that's right. I remember you you used to to put screenshots and videos up on your Steam account all the time. That's right. You just, like, you're around a corner. You know, some guy's there, and you just jump around the corner, just double pistols, and just... Yeah, and what was fun about it, too, is that you could um, dual-wield different types of weapons. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that was a lot of fun. Sweet. And then they have, like, the challenge balls afterwards. And the set pieces were all really good, too. Yeah, yeah. It was a pretty... I mean, it was Rockstar. Nobody makes a lot of third-person action shooters. That's a genre we're missing. I mean, I, I don't, and I'm not counting. And those, like, those <laughs> honestly make really fun co-op games yeah. too. Like Army of Two, that game was. I played it with my brother. We had a lot of fun playing that game. Like, because you were just these two indestructible douchebags covered up in tattoos, <laughs> and just going and just literally blowing everything up, and just it was it was a lot of fun. And like when I think of that genre, I think of like Max Payne or, or like you know like Army of Two. Like I'm not talking like Gears of War, where like you're a big heavy fuck, you know, who's just stays I mean, uncharted because he's so that. fat. Yeah, uncharted that's fun. But like, there's not a lot. There's also, I mean. Uncharted's big, but there's, that still doesn't mean there's a lot of it. Yeah, and it's not, like, totally exaggerated, like, hoppy, dot, shoot, dive shoot action. Yeah, dive the shot, only, the only dive ones shoot. Right. <laughs> the only third-person games you get like that anymore are GTA clones. Yeah, they go That's all out it. and, like, add, and add diving but shots. But you don't have games like that much anymore. Like, you don't see, mm-hmm. like, um, I just mentioned it already, forgot the name of it. Jackie Chan Studman? No. <laughs> Army of Two. Army of Two. You don't see Army of Two anymore. You, yeah. you don't see Kane and Lynch. You don't oh, see yeah. any of those games. Kane and Lynch, that's another that's one. Another yeah, one. yeah. I mean, I'm, they're probably not like marvelous games, but they're probably fun games. Like, mm-hmm. I, 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 I want more of that. thing, there were so many more mid-range games in the PS2 era. Yeah. I, th- I think you think it's and probably think a lot of it has to do with the cost. Of I was gonna say yeah, it's probably it's so much more expensive to. Yeah, like, there's so much make. more work. There's so much more cost. Yeah. And so when you make like, a game that's okay, you've already spent yeah. a lot of money on it. 
Yeah, and especially since it's, if it's now since it's a lot more mainstream, a lot more popular than it was. Standards, I think, of so, what people are spending yeah, their money right. on. So marketing is every a huge, time I go to like Target, I see this PS4 game called like Troll in Me. <laughs> it's like gonna, this weird, ugly ass troll on the cover. I've never seen it anywhere, but in like actual stores, I've, I haven't seen an ad Wait, for like, it online. Like troll in me? No, or no, you're no. trolling me, bro. No, no, like, no, no. Like an actual, there's a big troll and me. Oh, troll and me. Yes, not troll in me. Not troll in me or not and not troll in me. You gotta pay th- <laughs> troll troll. Officially <laughs> I think it's troll in the game. <laughs> it's trolling something. But yeah. Troll, troll and I. Troll and I. I think indie games are kind of approaching that status of like of like the mid range games, games sometimes. Because as, mm-hmm. as the years go on, indie games are getting more and more. Like Outlast is an indie game. Yeah. Um, I, Rob, see, I see the cover of this game. Rob, if that story, game ever goes on sale, you have to buy it. All right. We have to play that game. That's, that's, that's your new um, Frogger and the Great Quest, or whatever the hell that game was called. This, <laughs> this is a low-resolution screenshot, but it looks like it might actually be something Yo, interesting. Yo, it looks dope. I bet you that troll dies at the end. It's real sad. Yeah, I bet you that's like their rip-off of The Last Guardian. That's, that's not the Last Guardian spoiler, but I just mean like that is what they're going for, that emotional Well, uh, Forbes reviewed it, so... <laughs> <laughs> Here's the... <laughs> <laughs> Forbes is the only people that they were the only people aside from Forbes. The first one that, that pops game. up is Forbes. Would they give it? I don't know if Forbes. Is it? Is long? it? Is it Paul? This Tassi? is a long review. Someone wrote a lot about this game. Maybe it's really good, dude. They gave Maybe. it a six point five. Hey, <laughs> for for something like I that, I mean, it's still yeah, that's still pretty good. It's probably worth like twenty bucks. Probably a great experience. One out of ten from Destructoid. It's probably bad game. <laughs> when did this game come out? This is new. <laughs> It's got so many ones. Oh, no. But Forbes gave it a 6.5. Forbes gave it because they got a free review copy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, people remembered us. I got to wonder if, like, giving a game a one, if that's, like, a troll. Or if that's, like, a, oh, man, this game is bad. No one's going to play it. Let's give it a one for, for fucks and giggles. Yeah. Fucks and um, but uh, but yeah, I think as indie uh, now games, I gotta play it. as indie games get more advanced, I think we're seeing that kind of be the mid range. Like, yeah, that's yeah, definitely true. A lot, like you said, with Outlast, yeah. and particularly with Devolver yeah. titles, they publish a lot of they, stuff. With that... Absolver coming out, and they did they they um they publish all the Shadow Warrior stuff yep. now too. Yep, I would um, put Shadow Warrior up there as like a, yeah. a mid range type title. It's not a big big budget game, but it's obviously not like a pixel indie game. It's like a goofy wacky shooter that comes out with a character named Wang Wang Lo. Is that his name? It's definitely Wang. So, I'm looking at Audacity. Now, this is probably still working, but I'm looking at and it's okay. It's still working. It's still working. Um, it's just freaking <laughs> yeah, it me out. Last time. Yeah, it's just freaking me out. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. So, w- one thing I want to talk about today, in particular, I think the biggest thing I want to talk about today. Um, some things um, interesting. I, I, we will touch on it for a second, actually, um, because I think it's interesting that I mean, I, I, I suppose it's getting out in front of the leaks. Um, you know, we saw the official logos for Far Cry Five, mm-hmm. but then also the official logo for the Crew Two, which I, um, which is cool. I'm glad that's getting a sequel because I hear decent things about the Crew. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing: um, you've played the Crew, right, Jose? Have yeah, you, I, I don't want to bad talk the Crew because I bought it. Well, that's not why I don't want to bad talk it. But like, <laughs> I played it. It's, it's a decent driving game, but I did not expect it to get a sequel. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. weird, right? It didn't seem like they had a good enough reception to get a sequel. Yeah, it's like, oh, let's do this. MMO open world. Yeah, like driving Drive game. Club was more known, and they got shut down. Yeah, yeah. But now they're going to make the crew too. Like so these like, guys are going to make the crew too. All right. But I mean, it's like, cool because the crew's all about driving like coast to coast, sort of. It's you know, it's not one hundred percent real. And obviously, I was going to launch it yesterday. But you know, this that. it's a sequel. It's going to yeah. be bigger and better. Yeah. So I mean, get bigger than the United States, where you go across across globe. 
<laughs> drive across the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> Put skis on it and get across. <laughs> like the next fast movie. Because it's also it also has like RPG mechanics. Like the, your parts are also like kind of gear. I believe mm-hmm. I never played. I heard it got pretty good with Wild Run the expansion. I heard they really like like well, Ubisoft story. Yeah. It's it's yeah it's not. <laughs> it gets it's, better. It's That's not their a terrible, slogan. <laughs> it's not a terrible driving game. Like if you just wanted a driving game yeah. with some mm-hmm. races in it and stuff. For the price that you can get it for now, it's not yeah. that bad. Yeah. Um. So cool, but it's I'm potential in that kind of game. Um, Far Cry Five, it kind of a roller coaster of of uh, leak stuff. Did we mention the Western rumor last time? No, last I don't think episode? we talked. Did we? Um, I don't remember. I don't think so. Um, I don't think we ever where about it. It was originally rumored that it would be a Western, um, which would be great. But <laughs> obviously, you know, making a Western open world game on the cusp of Red Dead, you're you're asking for it at that mm-hmm. point. You know, everyone's gonna compare it to that game no matter what. Um, but it turns out that it, it seems to be mostly set in modern-day Montana, mm-hmm. um, and you play as a cop with some of the leaked information, and the logo kind of, um, s- like, points to that. Yeah. You know, the logo is... You hear that? Yeah, that was outside. Sick. Um, <laughs> uh, I hope it picked up. Um, the logo kind of, you know, uh, it reinforces that the logo is a very cop-looking. Um, yeah, it's just a very blue and clean red. logo. And very clean. It's, it's not blue, like all tribal-looking like, like blue, the other white, games. And yeah. And yeah, so um, the implications of a modern-day game set in Montana. Yeah, is really cool. Like, what does that mean for the Far Cry formula? And then when you, you really think about it, like yeah, you're thinking about a, yeah, you're thinking about the Far Cry formula on top of that. And it's just yeah. like this could. Do they this switch it up? You know, yeah. yeah. Do they do they change the formula a bit? Like, am I climbing radio towers <laughs> in Montana? There's so many. As a cop, I'm just gonna climb up these towers. Um, like, it's interesting to see where it goes because I do. Yeah. I think the Far Cry games are good. They're the, fun. Yeah, they're well made games. There's no disputing that. Whether you're bored of their formula or not, they mm-hmm. come out and they succeed, and people like do like them, mm-hmm. and you know they have a fun loop. If you like mm-hmm. an open world shooter, which you don't, you know, it's fun. You know, it's fun to go out in an open world and do wacky shit with your guns. You know. Mm-hmm. And, um, the shooting mechanics are always pretty good in Far Cry. Mm-hmm. They don't really bog you down too much with RPG stuff. You have a gun, you shoot it, you shoot them. Um, they keep the upgrading yeah. stuff mostly to like your bags and all that stuff. So, and that's a mechanic I enjoy, games. honestly. Like, mm-hmm. go hunt these pigs yeah. so you can carry more ammo. It's a satisfying progression. It's not for everybody, but yeah. I enjoy it. Yeah, because then you're also you're taking time in the game where you're not actually working towards a story goal or taking out these camps. Like your goal right now is like I need to hunt some pigs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to hunt some pigs. People say that in Montana all the time, I'm sure, too. I'm sure. Um, so. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of uh, good story City. implications about that, too. <laughs> I need to hunt some pigs. Yeah, they're not talking about uh, uh, the animal either in Jersey City. Oh, the villains in Far Cry 5 might say that. If you're a cop. <laughs> we got to hunt some... Oh, how do people in Montana talk? It's that... almost this Montana every is, Montanian um, up with that, with that voice. That's in the north, right near, in, like, Canada. Ah, so it'll be like, hey, oh, hey. <laughs> Just think of people from Fargo. Because Fargo's, uh, Fargo's in. Uh, hey, don't betcha. Welcome Fargo. to Montana. Wait, that got way away from <laughs> yeah. where I was yeah. going initially. <laughs> Where's Fargo at? <laughs> Fargo's in North Dakota. North Dakota. Yes. North Dakota. Oh, jeez. Ah, jeez. Um, so, yeah, that, that'll be fun. I'm looking forward to E3. I mean, I mm-hmm. got ahead of the leaks. I mean, we all knew it was coming. It's just, now, we get to, now we know for a fact we'll see Far Cry 5 gameplay at E3. And mm-hmm. the crew, too. Um, and... Assassin's Creed. And Assassin's Creed, yeah. <laughs> Ubisoft! Guys! <laughs> when was the last time an Assassin's Creed wasn't leaked? Someone's gotta have a talk. Like, two. With the, with the Assassin's Creed 2 was the last I mean, one that wasn't leaked. You could probably almost chalk it up as, like, these Assassin's Creed studios are so fucking big 
that like they just have like 800 employees mm-hmm. working on an Assassin's Some Creed game. Some guy told a friend of his. Oh, or that you're not going to catch every guy who walks by the studio in, in there on his lunch break with his phone going, mm-hmm. <laughs> and walk away. Like, which, which French Canadian is that? <laughs> you know? They have 8,000 of them in the studio. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so we know what, a lot of that time at Ubisoft's conference, we know what's going to be there. But I like the idea because we've had a year off now from Assassin's Creed. So yeah. they've really had time to develop this mm-hmm. one. And this one's uh, apparently called Assassin's Creed Origins. Yeah. And it's about like the people that start the Assassin's Creed Order. It takes place in Egypt. There's sea combat. It's supposed to be open world. They all are open world. I don't understand. Like that. I feel like they're emphasizing it, so maybe it means more so open world, yeah. and maybe it doesn't. I'm it's not reading a, too much. Yeah, it's such that. a weird bullet point because Assassin's Creed is open world. Yeah. So I'm not reading into that one part too much until I see something substantial. But it sounds like it'll be fun. I've enjoyed basically all the Assassin's Creed games. I played Unity well after. The patches, it was, uh, the, the patches, patches. Yeah. the ending, fun. the ending of Unity is still garbage. It's lame, but I mean, yeah, I'm not playing that game for the story. I like to, I like to be immersed the game in that historical setting, and exactly. being in France was pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Um, their, their their world building, like their city building, is always yeah. interesting. And Assassin's Creed is fun because it's that franchise that just pulls these people from history, and you play the game with them, and that's weird and silly, but it's really enjoyable. Yeah, it's fun. It's, it's fun like, to see. It's like Shanghai Noon. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Assassin's Creed is the Shanghai Noon franchise. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so Ubisoft thing will be fun. I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to seeing that. You know, you know, it'd be nice if you know the public perception of Assassin's Creed rises the way that you know other franchises that are seen lesser. That 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 <laughs> fucking that chart. You know, whatever. That's what I'm talking about. We'll transition that into Destiny because that makes sense. Um, it's a good transition into Destiny um, because the public perception of Destiny hasn't changed too much since the mm-hmm. reveal of Destiny Two. Um, which is one of those things we were talking about, um, you know, in terms of sticking their landing. Uh, last time, last time on Mixpixel, we talked about Call of Duty or Destiny, which mm-hmm. re- redemption story uh, has more weight to it, more risk. Um, and and uh, Destiny had their gameplay stream mm-hmm. this past week, um, which is an interesting um, title to put on it. Um, I think a lot of people were expecting more of a detailed blowout, mm-hmm. when really the entire time it was always labeled as a gameplay reveal, and they showed the gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um, going in depth as to, oh, this is in the game, this is in the game, these are new features, these quality of life things, these menus, these different upgrades, these things. That stuff maybe ties into the moment from the gameplay, but those are more systems. This was more like, here's what it looks like, here's how you're going to be shooting in the game. That's, to me, what a gameplay reveal typically mm-hmm. constitutes. Um, whereas, you know, other details typically hang out at E3. Um, here, or, like a, or like a blog post or a, a whole detail blowout, you know, mm-hmm. which is what, it isn't what we got with Destiny 2. Um, I think people expected more. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I would have maybe liked a little bit more yeah, of an insight even I in, into more. certain things. Because, um, I mean, they showed the game and the game looks good. Yeah. I think it looks good. It looks a lot like original Destiny, but that's not a problem because Destiny nailed gameplay. Yeah. There's not much you need my, to change my in biggest, the My biggest problem with the conference is what they really needed to sell was the new worlds. And yeah. They, they didn't work too hard they on They just that kind because, of showed off little you know, B-roll of where we'll be. Yeah, because the big thing is they're saying like these zones are going to be like three times bigger and there's lost sectors and side quests with NPCs. Yeah. They didn't actually show me any of that. Now, maybe they're saving that for E3. Probably. But I think that's a big part of what's going to make Destiny 2 yeah. so special over the original Destiny. I mean, what they need here's the. the but th- they they also did push like this full big cinematic story that yeah. Destiny you know really needs and looks really good. 
what they what they needed to do, I think, for a lot of people, is not just say these things, because they said these things about Destiny mm-hmm. yep. before Destiny came out. Like, oh, these worlds are ten times larger than the patrols, and like, mm-hmm. I do believe you this time, but you need to show it so that yep. the people who don't believe you because you you swindled them the first mm-hmm. time can be reassured that if they decide to buy Destiny Two on day one, they aren't just getting Destiny again. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, because of the way that they handled, and, I'm, and I was impressed by a lot of stuff they showed, but but. And not even just to play devil's advocate, but just from a concerned human being, like where their attitudes come from and maybe why some people would think the way they think about, oh, Destiny 2 just looks more like Destiny 1, is if you look at the bullet points, like from the gameplay reveal, it's Hunter, Warlock, Titan. It's Strikes, Raids, Patrols. Mm -hmm. It's Social Hub, Fire Teams, blah, blah, blah. Crucible, blah, 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 blah. And there are changes in each of those categories, Mm -hmm. things that are sequel-worthy in my opinion. But if someone were just to glance, like, oh, I missed the stream, what was it? That just fucking looks like Destiny. Yeah. Like, what is that? You know? So, like, structurally, the game is the same. Like, it's still Destiny. It's mm-hmm. a it's a it's a build upon this is Destiny, think, this is Destiny 2. They're building on top of mm-hmm. it and moving forward. I think, yeah, I think what a, what Destiny 2 is at its core is a new foundation. Yeah. For the series going forward. And, and building on what was there. I mean Exactly. Jose, you are really angry at Bungie. You're a man. Mm-hmm. Who was not happy with? Not, uh, none of us were happy with Destiny at launch, but that carried over the, throughout the rest of Destiny's life for you. Um, of all the information you've been given about the Destiny Two reveal, does anything um, assuage? Is that a good word? Assuage. I think it's a real word. I'm pretty sure. I think it means to like, like if you have a burn, you want to assuage that burn. Maybe. I don't know if that's what it means. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Aswash. Um, speaking of fancy words, this is this is an aside. We'll get back to my interrogation of Jose in a minute. <laughs> I had a dream last night <clears throat> that I had a really fancy camera, and it was a really nice camera. And I was using it. I was sitting on my bedroom floor like this. People at home can't see, but I'm leaning back. Uh, I'm sitting on my bedroom floor, and the lens could zoom in so far. I was zooming in all the way across my room. Uh, like my dresser and then taking pictures of stuff I have on top of it and then out of nowhere like I was like th- out of nowhere some like woman was in my room and like dressed as a Sailor Moon person <laughs> and it was like I- she was like I'm here for the cosplay photo shoot and then I said some like fancy photographer's word and then that was it aperture and then, <laughs> and then I woke up what the hell is that, dude? <laughs> Who has this kind of dreams? It's what I deeply desire, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Um, anyway, yeah, Jose, what, what did you think about the stuff you've read and, and, and seen about the Destiny? Um, stuff I heard so far is sounding well. Um, like we we had a, we had to talk about it, and it is going to be the same. They're going to build upon that structure because it worked. Yeah. The gameplay worked. The way everything was mapped out worked. The content wasn't all there. Um, the story was a little befuddling and just kind of tossed around. It didn't make any sense. And, yeah. and yeah, exactly. And that's the other that like They're taking everything I didn't like and getting rid of it or improving it. And keeping the stuff that, like, when you play it, you enjoy it. Like, the mm-hmm. shooting and, and the way the mechanics are, like... Because I, I liked Destiny. My problem with it was just that 
everything. Like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to not play my game to hear the story. Yeah, like, that's that's why we have books <laughs> and TV shows, so you don't have to play. Like, don't make me. Don't make me go play a game and then it's like, oh, if you want to know what happened, go watch the show on TV. Yeah. And then that show's gonna tell me to fucking rent the movie. Quantum like, don't... Break. <laughs> <laughs> don't not, do that. The the TV episodes of Quantum Break were it built in the game. Mm-hmm. So that's not that's not a totally relevant. Like but... that was it. The whole the whole issue I had with with like feeling ripped off, um, money wise, was more of a me problem because I should have known better and just not get the season pass. But I was really looking forward to it, and I was enjoying it that much. There was no way for us to know pre-launch that this thing was going to launch with the same amount of content the beta had, pretty much, just about. Like, in terms of, like, you know, like, so when it comes to... And and it was from a developer that had such a high pedigree in Bungie, where they've never really let anybody down, and every shooter they've released before Destiny was heralded as one of the best in the genre. So And and they've always had a pretty decent DLC model Mm -hmm. with Halo's map back. So when it came to... Putting your faith in it and buying a season pass, I wouldn't say it's your fault necessarily. Um, I think it's a thing. It was, you know, it was early in the gen. You know, it was like a thing where you know we all live and learn um, in, in terms of like I will never do that shit again, um, and nobody, nobody should. Um, uh, season passes in general, I'm just not really a big fan of them, mm-hmm. um, I'm especially because I mean they stay available. I hate them. After everything's yeah. out, it's, but, just, it's not worth it. But, playing. like, in Destiny's case, you know, big co-op shooter, this game is amazing, the beta was amazing, this game's gonna be mm-hmm. huge, it's Bungie, I wanna make sure I have everything off the, off the, off the, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, boom, I'm buying, I'm buying in all the way, like, and I've, I, I bought all the Destiny DLC like an idiot, I was the idiot, because I ended up paying more in the long run, because mm-hmm. I didn't buy the season pass, and yet I bought Dark Below, House of Wolves, I never even fucking played those, because mm-hmm. I would buy them, and like, I'm, uh, these aren't even, okay, um, and then I would stop, um, like, and I knew I wasn't gonna play them, and I would. I kept buying them. No. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> until I didn't. I, remember. I was on the game uh, the night before <clears throat> uh, Dark Below came out, and I was just like, "There's not enough for me yeah. to to buy this again." And that's when small. I, that's when you know all my a lot of my friends that I played with at the time did buy it buy them. So that's kind of when I stopped playing with them. They basically. call them expansions, and you know I I eventually went yeah, through I, I eventually went through them for um when I got Taken King and it came with everything, but yeah. Yeah. It so it's not ideal. In terms of things that are happening in Destiny 2 that are positive for me, you know, I think the increased social interactivity, clans, mm-hmm. I think the weapon system is cool, being able to equip. Um, I'm still a little I like the idea of the weapon system, but I don't know how much I like it. Because why? what you got what you got is you got two you got your kinetic weapons, which is just regular primaries, they added SMGs. You have your secondary whatever that one's called and that's the same weapons as that. But they have elements. So it's cool because you can run around with a hand cannon and an assault rifle. Yeah. But then shotguns, sniper rifles, grenade launchers, they all fall into the third category, which has less ammo drops. Which is still the heavy category. It's technically the heavy category. Yeah. It's like power weapons now, I think. So, I mean... What's wrong with what you just said? Not to be confrontational, but what you just said, why don't you like that? Well, the, the special uh, special ammo like economy in Destiny, especially in Crucible, was already a problem. And now, you you know, like snipers and shotguns and Crucible... You, you, you erase Crucible from this. <clears throat> I Erase Crucible from this conversation. Okay. The weapon system, to me, is cool because I get to take multiple things and do a strike with me. And I get to swap between three yeah. weapons and a strike. I think, I think it's it's more about the Crucible balance than, than the base game. In the base game, that system works. Especially because you can buy... I assume you can probably still yeah. buy ammo synthesis. Yeah. But it's also it's something I'm gonna have to see for myself because I know they're doing the the power ammo dropping in Crucible is now gonna drop much more frequently, and I think it's only one per person, so they just drop all over the place. I did watch some uh, Crucible gameplay, 
and it's just like this little thing on a wall, and you just run over. It's not like the heavy ammo crates that yeah. are just like there's two, go kill each other to get heavy ammo. So it'll probably be more balanced and work out fine. It's something I'll really have to just play with to see. The Crucible match I watched of the game though does look really good. It's four v four now. Yeah, yeah, they and I think four v four really helps the balance a lot more. Was it six v six? It was six v six, I believe. Destiny one. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. So the weapon system, I think, sounds great. I don't see how it would be any different from Destiny One in terms of like ammo drops, like, mm-hmm. like. Yeah, because I guess even in Crucible, uh, special ammo showed up in crates. Too. Um, yeah. I mean, I look at it as a positive, as like, yeah, like in Destiny, you have all these great guns, and you're and you're kind of limited between using. But yeah, it, it's a gun here and a gun here. It's definitely a better. And in system. this special slot, it was only ever fusion rifles, sniper rifles, and shotguns. So it's like, ah, I want to use this hand cannon, but also my sniper right or my. It's definitely my true. There's rifles, definitely blah, blah, blah. times I'm playing Destiny, and it's like, I got the Monte Carlo here, but sometimes I, I want to yeah. use a hand cannon real quick to take out this specific yeah. enemy. So yeah. it'd be nice to just be able to do that. Yeah. So I, I yeah, again, and and. It, Maybe your concerns will come to light, but we'll see when we play with it. But uh, but on the surface, I, I think um, being able to use a lot of the new balance changes look positive. cool. They're taking out like oh, I forget what I was gonna say. <laughs> they're taking out. They're, they're, Rob's they're totally like reworking to... the uh, the subclasses. So like yeah. things like agility and and toughness. That's not part of your subclass anymore. That's all part of your gear, as far as I know, from what I've read. And um, the new subclasses look really cool. Yeah. Even though, I mean, they're reworked subclasses, and that's a thing that I think a lot of people are latching on to. And I can sort of get that complaint, is that Hunter, Titan, Warlock is still all you got. It could have made sense to add a fourth. And maybe they're hiding one, I don't think they are. I don't think they are. And then all they're doing is changing subclasses instead of adding new ones. And so that's a little weird, but also the new ones look really cool, and they're totally reworking how... It's new stuff. They're reworking every subclass, though. Like, even though these ones are totally new... Yeah. You know, I saw, I was watching gameplay of the Striker Titan... The other day, and he, you know, the Striker Titans, he runs in, and he does a big slam on the ground, and everything around him dies. Although when I was watching, he got to do it a couple times. So where does the shield come into play for the Ah, uh, the shield, each class now, Hunter, Titan, Warlock, they all have this ability that belongs to their whole class, no matter what subclass you're playing. So Titans can summon this square, like, front shield in front of them, like, just this big square one, not like they're super, that's basically yeah. Captain America. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And it, it's on an ability cooldown. Captain it's like your grenades, and it's like, you got your grenades, you got your melee, and then you have your shield. And then Hunters get uh, Shade Step, which was in Destiny 1, mm-hmm. like the dodge, and then Warlocks get, they can throw down, like, this little circle that either heals or boosts attack, which is actually really uh, mechanically useful. Sweet. Mm-hmm. And so they're really making each class... You know, useful because I mean, w- when you were playing warlocks and raids before, you didn't really have a utility. It doesn't even until Stormcaller came out. Besides reviving yourself, that's not a utility though. <laughs> it's a party utility, Rob. It saves the party. If if if, if a full party wipes, well, and you yeah. have a Sunsinger warlock. He revives himself. That's true, but it's no not, longer just it's fully not wiped. as much utility. Until Stormcaller it saves came a, out. It saves a wipe. Oh, no, that, that, that came in handy a lot. Hank always used to play that. And it saves <laughs> a whole party wipe, in a, in, especially in a hard mode raid. It saved us a ton Well, of you times. can't revive in a hard mode raid. Sunsinger doesn't count. You can't revive other people in a hard mode raid. Well, so if you survive. revive, you're still going to be, be able to defeat the... Depends how close that boss is to death. That's true. But it's not as much utility as the other classes, is all I'm saying. Like, yeah. Yeah. You, know, I, you have, you have uh, uh, Knight... Knight what, what's the Hunter one? Um, the, the bow one. I forget the name of it. Yeah. The Night Stalker, whatever the hell. It yeah. might be Night Stalker. I think it is like, that adds a lot of utility. Mm-hmm. And then Stormcaller added, you know, clear the ads utility kind of yeah. thing. So it's it's nice that, like, right off the bat, everyone's got their utility going on. The only thing they didn't really uh, get to show at this gameplay presentation is the loot. Yeah. I'm curious what the, how, how, loot, how often it will drop, what it will be. Because mm-hmm. I assume it's still going to be an engram system. Probably. And it's, it's a, a satisfying system. It's a satisfying system, drop. yeah. When it works. 
Um, which it did not work in the beginning. So no. it'd be nice if they nail that right at the beginning. But they've clearly, they clearly balanced it. They should. It's, it, is much, um, it is much better. <coughs> the one thing I was disappointed to see was this ship's loading screen is still a thing. Where you're just, you're there in space, and then you go in. It's not a bad loading screen. It's just, like, a lot of people were hoping the ships had some more utility. Yeah. And it doesn't seem to be the case here. Yeah. They do look cooler, though. Like, being able to go in your ship. Even if it's just part of the loading screen. Let me customize the interior. Like, let it be another area that, like, okay, I have the tower here, that or whatever it will be in Destiny 2. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there will be def- more than one social space, but I'm sure they will still work mm-hmm. the same way. I think it's confirmed uh, there's two at launch. Um... Let me, like, use my... Da- you don't have to actually have me fucking rocketing through space, you know? But, like, like just a little room that is clearly, like, the inside of my ship. And, like, I can get things from beating a boss or this or that. Yeah, access can, to your storage would be nice. Put, yeah, so, you don't have to, so you don't have to go down to the tower. Yeah, yeah, like, you yeah. can put stuff away. Like, when you're in orbit. orbit. Yeah, so yeah, you're in orbit, orbit, you can go through your... No, I mean, fortunately, they did drop the, uh... Bungo. Uh, you no longer have to, like, jump to orbit <laughs> anymore. <laughs> To yeah, go, to go to, to your to, next to activity. Do, to do everything, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there is like, still orbit, though, correct? There's, yeah, you yeah. still can go to orbit, because so that's great for matchmaking. Give me my fucking vault in space, should, they, they should give it I mean, maybe they will. Yeah. We don't, we don't yeah. really know so this So you can yet. just shout, take me to space, and then, <laughs> and then you just go out in your ship. There's a lot that we don't know still about the game, mm-hmm. um, besides what was shown in the gameplay re- reveal, which was gameplay reveal. One thing that is immediately noticeable is that by shedding um, last gen, the particle effects and the lighting looks really mm-hmm. nice absolutely um, overall like environmentally like i always thought destiny was still a pretty decent looking game you know it mm-hmm. wasn't like oh this looks like last gen like no it had some really nice spots mm-hmm. um and shedding last gen allows them to focus on yeah the know, game looks a lot it more looks, crisp. looks shiny all yeah. the enemies like even though it uses a lot of the same enemy varieties they look new yeah it looks nice you know they've really done a rework they've added so many varieties for sure they've added more we haven't seen um the other thing the other thing that <laughs> was so funny to take away from this stream. I thought it was hilarious. Um, it was one of the best trolls ever. It was when they announced a platform it would be on for PC. Um, what distribution oh, platform yeah, it would yeah. be on for PC. The, the CEO of Activision comes out and he's like, you know, I know we, we announced this would be on PC and we want to come out here and, and assure the PC players um, that we're, we're working hard on it. And, uh, and the first thing we wanted to announce is where you'd be able to buy this game, you know. And we know on PC there's already a platform that houses millions of PC gamers, the most dedicated PC gamers. All your friends are there. <laughs> uh, and we have one person you know who could tell you what it is. Unfortunately, he's in China, so we had to conference call him <laughs> in. And everybody watching is like, oh, it's going to be Gabe Newell, obviously. And it cuts and it's Mike Morhaime from Blizzard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh And the my thing God. is, like, the PC audience doesn't care where they're buying it. Unless it's Origin. <laughs> Which Origin isn't that bad. PC gamers are I'm okay. I'm gonna get maybe punched. By it's a PC just weird gamer. to have a lot of storefronts installed. But it's it's like PC gamers can be extremely fickle about yeah. things mm-hmm. like this. PC. I mean, people talk about console but I gamers. Think it's, I think it's funny. Like he comes out there and his whole his whole thing is this is where you can buy it when it comes out, not on the same day. As the yeah, consoles. it's not. Yeah, it's not launching <laughs> same day as console, which is interesting. But yeah, P- PC gamers are are kind of fickle when it comes to their loyalty in terms of. People talk about console gamers being the ones who start wars all the time. Like you guys, like if you guys were to stop fighting and join the PC Master Race, you're doing what they're doing. But just instead of fighting in there, you're looking down on everybody and also starting more fights mm-hmm. in your thread there. Um, so when it came to Steam or GOG or you know UPlay or Origin, it was always like that's just fucking trash. Once again, it really isn't that big a deal to just open Origin and open the game. Like, <laughs> it takes three yeah. seconds. You don't have to always be logged into Origin. You literally need it only when you play EA games. Not that big a deal. 
Um, but I think Battle.net and Blizzard kind of has built up a, more of a solid ground amongst mm-hmm. people in the Battle Battle.net has a, a clear reputation. Yeah. Like knowing it's on Battle.net if I was going to play the game on PC I'd be very confident that cheating would be kept to a minimum. Cuz yeah. a big worry about if Destiny 2 comes to PC like before we knew they were like there's going to be hackers everywhere. Hackers. Like it just, it just won't work, <clears> but <throat> knowing it's on Battle.net makes yeah. a big difference there. Um, being on Battle.net in general, you know, being being amongst the Blizzard ecosystem, That's nice. you can ne- launch you can launch both your addictions, Destiny and next, Overwatch. Yeah, next to WoW, next to and Overwatch, wow. next to all Diablo, of your addictions on one platform. All of those games kind of <laughs> fit a similar, um, you know, share space in your brain. That similar niche, you know, where mm-hmm. it's like I'm hopping over from WoW to play some Destiny. What's cool about this is you can essentially buy Destiny Two with your World of Warcraft gold. Because um, <laughs> just so that like the, the because uh, since they announced that the price of their gold or whatever has got shot up, <laughs> so I saw that coming from a mile yeah, away. Yeah. That was the first thing people I saw were asking like, "Can you buy it with the, with WoW gold?" And, and you could. So I, I was immediately I knew yeah, that the WoW token prices are shoot the fuck <laughs> right up. And That's gonna suck for the people who uh, have been using that to buy Overwatch loot boxes because you could buy loot boxes with your gold hmm. by tra- turning it into like Blizzard currency or whatever. Um, so the people who have been like, yeah, this is nice. Now the Blizz Bucks are uh, are worth a little more, thanks to uh, <laughs> thanks to Destiny. But oh, um, now gold farmers are going to be busier than ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Boom, baby! We're just boosting up that Chinese economy. <laughs> Great <laughs> job! Just like Trump said. Oh. Just like Trump said. Um, Great job to China. <laughs> China. Um, but I'm, I'm excited for the release. Yeah, you yeah. Know, the game looks to improve a lot of what was missing from the original even even after the expansions it really looks to improve a lot i saw gameplay of the strike that they let people play and it looks more advanced you know it's a strike you go here you fight some guys you go here you fight some guys here's a boss but you know there's some platforming sections there's some more uh interactives in the word cinematic i guess it is a word there's like there's this, set pieces yeah there's, there's more there's a of a spectacle to it, it feels almost like a corridors. smaller like a pocket of a raid mm-hmm like there's a section where you where you're running through this canyon and these just giant saw blades are coming around and you got to make sure you're not in the way or they'll fucking kill you. That's that's, that's awesome. Yeah, that's good. That's and good you know, it, and it just looks cool. You got like new dog enemy type looked pretty cool. I'm excited instead for of it. just oh, everything is humanoids and and having NPCs in gameplay that was not in Destiny anywhere. Yeah. Even Lord Saladin in Rise of Iron, he's talking to you. You expect him to show up, but he doesn't until there's a cutscene. And so having them in gameplay really grounds them, I think. There is there is one other big complaint I had, and I still have for the first one, is that I hope to God that when you get to a boss in a strike or anything like that, it's not just a larger version of a normal fucking mm-hmm. baddie that you're fighting. Like when you're fighting Captain Underpants in the fucking ship, <laughs> he's just a larger fucking captain <laughs> with mm-hmm. a bigger shield and a gun that kills you in two shots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like... At least do some no, variety. No, I mean, in the those. one I saw, the, the boss is basically a giant minotaur, <laughs> but it also it doesn't just act like a giant minotaur. It has mechanics like, yeah. for the fight. There are bosses that that are visually distinct, um, but it is kind of few and far between, depending on what strike you're doing mm-hmm. and, and what tip you're doing. My they, main they my spend main thing most is of that having time, variety in the fight. Though. Yeah, they spend I don't most want of bullet the... sponges. In Destiny One, yeah. strikes were bullet sponges. That too. that pissed me the fuck yeah. off the most. It was bad, and they've they've done a lot of work on that to make the strikes more Taking uh, King uh, dynamic. Plus, they've made them a little and better. And so I have no doubt going forward, <clears throat> all strikes will be much more dynamic. That's a, that's actually that's actually what pushed my brother away from Destiny. Because it, I can it absolutely was, see it. It was just, it, it wasn't fun. like you get to the end like and you're just means, shooting an eyeball for 20 minutes. Yeah. It was but now cool. there's mechanics to that fight, and it's much better. 
mechanics I'm down with, but still, I would like to see a little more variety mm-hmm. in um and anything you're fighting. Like I understand why you have like the lieutenant characters that they just have more health or whatever and they're stronger or they have a different type of weapon, but like um we yeah, like, the boss, just... especially when you're when you have like six or, or like ten to twelve strikes. Like let's just make ten to twelve enemies. Yeah, they can't. You know how much dev work. That's a lot of dev work, obviously, but how much. You know, when you're trying to create this long-lasting game, make it interesting. And even with the enemy types, they have made it interesting. One of the strikes they added in Rise of Iron was really cool, where you go into the depths here. And the the fight is basically an ogre and a taken captain, or a fallen captain, but he's got, like, the ogre's eye as a fucking gun, and the ogre chases you. And so I think mechanics really make the fights. Yeah. But it's also cool to have more variety in any thing honestly the the one thing i want to talk about um so, somewhat related to destiny um but i do want to move on from destiny because we we don't actually know that much so mm-hmm. to keep spinning the wheels there, there, there's not much else coming out of our mouths that are really um uh distinct mm-hmm. um it is one of the complaints obviously with the with the stream is that you know it looks a little more like destiny 1.5 or destiny 1 or this or that or you know they're just building on destiny 1 why is there nothing new um i want to talk about sequels for a second um for a few minutes uh, and kind of like, you know, when it comes to, you know, looking at one series under the microscope where it's like, you know, Destiny 2 was always going to be probably criticized by anybody just because of what happened with Destiny 1, where it's like, mm-hmm. if they don't see enough different, then it's a failed sequel. They don't do enough different, you know, it's whatever. It's just a, this is just an expansion pack, blah, 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 blah. Um, whereas, you know, when it's a sequel to something like Dark Souls, you know, you look at Dark Souls 2 or 3, it's like, I look at Dark Souls 3 and it's like, yeah, I'm sure there's new stuff in there, just like there's new stuff in Destiny 2, but structurally, mm-hmm. I'm running, I'm finding bonfires, I'm getting souls, I'm dying, I'm losing those souls, yeah, so, I'm I picking mean, you, those you, souls you up, I'm going to a bonfire. You add new gear. Yeah. You add new story. Destiny 2 has all of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's weird to see that complaint. It's like, yeah, the game's going to play very much the yeah, same. Yeah, that, that But you have so much new here. You have, when you make a sequel... You add new worlds and you add new loot and you add new things like that. That's exactly what Dark Souls. What is, I don't understand you know? is why it's okay for certain games to do that, and everyone else it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm yeah. going to specifically point a finger at Call of Duty at this one. Yeah. Because even the story <laughs> mode, they're all the fucking same. They all average on the same time span. They all have a moment where the main character dies, quote unquote. <laughs> they all have a moment where he fucking comes back in the final boss fight. And either he throws a knife at the boss, <laughs> or he just happens to find a gun there, and he's distracted, so he gets to shoot him. And someone you trust, it always ends up as the villain. Always, every fuck, every fucking. <laughs> it's game. not a twist anymore. There, there's no twist. It's the same. It's the same fucking campaign for the last what nine years, ten years. I guarantee there's this, uh, there's a bare bones structure that's just followed where yeah. you just fill in the blanks of your plot. So I wouldn't doubt it. It's it's unbelievable to me. At that point, I would say the excuse of "oh, it's Call of Duty," it's not acceptable. Like it's just you, you're, you're like just strictly being biased in a very weird demeanor. Like it's just I don't mm-hmm. understand why it's okay. Yeah. For certain games. Because I mean, and Destiny obviously has much more replayability than Call of Duty. Yeah. Crucible alone matches Call of Duty's playability, and then you've got all this other stuff going on, mm-hmm. especially yeah. in Destiny Two. I mean, it, how replayable Call of Duty is is how much you enjoy Call of Duty. Well, of course. So, I mean, of course. But yeah, I know, I know what you mean. As far as there's, there's more stuff to gnaw on. Because it a, follows a Call of Duty game. follows that same structure and it's still going to fucking sell crazy. Yeah. Now, Destiny is following the same structure what made it good and improving on what, what it was bad or they felt could use improvement and everyone's taking a giant shit on it. Yeah. And, and it's, it's it, for a lack of a better phrase, it's just not fair. And let's be honest... If they wanted to, they could have released the same game and it probably would have still sold gangbusters. 
Um, but I mean, they did take the time to sit down and oh, like and you I, know, I see tweak people... things here and there that were an issue for a lot of people who maybe don't play the game anymore. Um, I see but... people making these lists too, where they're like. Well, the DLC added new areas. Yeah, but it didn't add four. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the, you know, when, when does it, when does it, because if you could use that argument against any fucking new game, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, this game has new stuff, but so did the previous game's DLC. You never see that argument anywhere about Dark Souls. Bloodborne's DLC added a whole new area and, like, a whole bunch of new bosses. Yeah. But if Bloodborne 2 comes out and it's like, hey, wait a second, this just adds a new area and a bunch of new bosses. No, that's what... Reiterate, and mm-hmm. the DLC is not sixty hours long either. You know, whereas mm-hmm. Bloodborne Two would be sixty hours or so long, however long exactly. it takes you to beat the game. And you know, it's, a, it's I don't know. It's funny because a lot of people will say Destiny Two is just Destiny One Point Five, but they said that about Taken King as well. The same people complaining that this mm-hmm. should have been in the base game. Destiny Two should have been in the base game. How much do you actually want in the base game? Do you want like six games in one? Like you know, it's a weird. <laughs> it's thing. A, it, the gaming community is really weird. The same, uh, a similar thing happens with Battlefield. Cool. Wherever, wherever, whenever the new Battlefield comes out, there's always the the group of people that really enjoy it other people who enjoy it and then they get bored they say they get bored and go back to the other one like man this game was actually so much better yeah after fucking three years <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. updates and it's content like, editions it's like the wind waker debate and everyone and hated wind waker it, it, when it same came thing out. when battlefield 4 came out same thing everyone complained about it like i'm going back to battlefield 3 oh man it's so much better the gunplay is so much better it has so much more stuff yeah it was out for fucking five four or five <laughs> yeah. years before lots it. of patches mm-hmm. lots of dlc lots of refinements you know so it, it's just it, yeah, and I think it's an interesting you're comparing to... a base game to the previous game plus everything that was added to it. Yeah. I think a lot of people in their minds feel like every single release needs to iterate and have just as much and then some whenever a sequel comes out. When really it's like this is a fresh slate, there needs to be a starting point. And as long as Destiny 2 has more content than Destiny 1 at launch with improved systems and this, this, and that, and this, mm-hmm. this, and that, improvements here and there, it's an acceptable sequel. Like, yep. you know, the, it, it's... It's a new engine as well. Things are different. You know, it's, we'll see. I mean, the thing is, is we don't have enough to chew on in terms right. of Destiny 2. This game could come out, and it could run into the same issues as Destiny 1 in two weeks, two, three weeks, a month. Um, there's no way to actually know. But in terms of, like, what do I believe, I have to believe that um, they know what they're doing this time. I, I, like, I have to think mm-hmm. and hope they know what they're doing and I will I mean, put my I'm gonna bite no matter what I'm it, confident in it because Luke Smith directed Taken yeah, King and yeah. Taken King fixed a lot that was wrong with the game he knows what he's doing King's Fall is one of the best like things in all games like King's yeah. Fall is just amazing I can't wait yeah. to see it's more it's a good experience we, we really need to play Rats of the Machine still I'll probably never get to it unfortunately <laughs> um, but I would like to I'd like to get to the latest raid mm-hmm. I, just, I just don't know mm-hmm. when I will because mm-hmm. um, uh, I've just spent so much time on Persona <laughs> oh we're going to be wrapping up pretty soon here, um, winding down. Uh, hopefully we'll see more Destiny 2 stuff at E3. We'll talk about E3 more in depth. Um, we'll probably do that next time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, We don't need to try to bring it down to the wire and, and like, this episode has to be out the week before. We can get, mm-hmm. before the leaks start happening. So that way, you know, our predictions are our own predictions and yeah, not just based true, on leaks. Yeah, that's true, because leaks will be coming up. Because leaks will be in our brain when we see them and it's like, oh, I predict this. Like, Billy, just read that on NeoGAF. Like, <laughs> yes, I did. Um, but, um... But yeah, so, um, in conclusion, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I beat Persona uh, this past week. Man. Oh, now there's just a hole in your life. 99 hours and two minutes to my final playtime. 58 more minutes. I could have hit in 100 hours. I'm not sure if I wanted, would have wanted to play 58 more minutes. The headspace I was in beating that game was interesting. I do have some issues with the last two dungeons, but... 
I'll save that for conversations amongst us once you two guys beat the game um, eventually. Um, but I just want to say my final thoughts on the game very quickly. Um, one of the most unforgettable experiences I'll ever have in my life. I recommend this game wholeheartedly. Even if you think it's a niche game, if you're not into anime, it doesn't fucking matter because the topics covered in this game are not exclusive to anime. Um, the topics covered in this game are extremely, extremely relevant. Um, not just the uh, interpersonal battles that a lot of people struggle with, but also the social political battles that we are currently struggling with in the United States and globally. Um, it's kind of really interesting that this game came out when it did here in the States, and it's, it's, it strikes a chord very much um, with, with the overall goal. And, um, you know, there's... Something to be said about a game that... There's a lot of RPGs attach you to their characters, and you spend a lot of time with these parties, but a lot of time it's group stuff. You know, you're in this group, you know, going on an adventure. Very rarely do you get to spend extensive amount of time one-on-one -on -one with characters where, oh, this character wants to hang out today. I'm going to go ahead and do it. And it builds a bond with the game that you don't get built with many other games. You know, you don't get to really spend time with one particular character for more than an hour or two. Whereas over my 99-hour experience, I've spent multiple hours, many, close to maybe five or six, seven, with some of these characters and gotten to know them. Even just stupid, irrelevant shit about these characters, not as important to their confidant story as... Um, the main ones that will rank your confident level up, but just the little things in passing that they say to you. It, you know, it's a game that I won't forget because of that. You know, I think about it every day since I've beaten it. And I think about it, I've thought about it every day since I was playing it, but that makes sense because I play it. Um, but it's a game that won't leave me, and I recommend it. It's one of the best games I've ever played in my life. It will go on the top ten list easily. Not, not a chance it won't stick its head in there. Um, recommend it. If you don't like turn-based battles, fuck it. Put it on easy. If you don't like talking to people, you probably shouldn't play it. Um, <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, game's amazing. Um, there's a song in that game. I'll talk about that sometime. Uh, I started Near Automata as well. Game's the bomb. Um, that's all I have to say. Um, I'm one level into that game. I can't talk too much about Near Automata. But uh, yeah, fantastic. Anything you guys want to talk about? Anything personal you guys have been uh, uh, playing or um, watching? Just got back into Overwatch. Pew pew, baby. I got you know it, that's this kind of game that'll do that. It's just I've never been attached to a multiplayer game like Overwatch. It's good. It's got its hooks. Like I just saw a meme, and there was Overwatch characters in it, and I was like, I feel you, like playing you Overwatch. You stopped what you're doing. You left work. Like there's just there, there's just <laughs> something about like they did they, they build a connection with these characters because it just has such a unique and interesting cast. Like it's yeah. not like oh it's that girl with the guns. Like no that's Tracer, little girl, <laughs> <laughs> little girl. That's Tom DeLong. I hope I was getting picked up on the microphone. I'm just going to gain up. Hold on. <laughs> no, it's not picking it up. Damn. It might be in there. It might be in there like an EVP. Go like a Ghost Adventures EVP. Uh, and then we got the anniversary oh, coming up this week. Yeah. Yeah, that, I think the events oh, are one please. of the things that... <laughs> if, you, if you listen real close, you'll hear him say, Ooh, Daddy, don't. Go back it up. Oh, God, oh, God, oh. And I'll rewind over and over again until you hear it. Like, oh, okay, I kind of see that now, I guess. Yeah, Ghost Adventures, Zach Bagans. He's really buff. Um, punch the ghost to death. Um, and they'll come back to life. Um, it's, if you kill a ghost, they come back as a human being. They can make that a game. <laughs> 
mid-range games, Murdered Soul Suspect. There we go. That's one own, that exists. Solve your own murder. I think it's fun. Not hurt as bad. Yeah, I heard it was really bad. <laughs> I'll buy it. Anyway, um, that's all we've got. <sighs> They're coming. No, Daddy, don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this has been the Mixed Pixel <laughs> Podcast. Next time, we'll be talking about our E3 prediction, so tune in for that. If you'd like to hear me talk in-depth about Persona 5, that will be happening... Um, I've never plugged any of my other shows on Mixed Pixel, but I have plugged Mixed Pixel on the Permadeath Podcast. Oh, okay. um, you could find me um, also on the Permadeath Podcast, youtube.com slash Podcast, which is a long-form three-and-a-half-hour show that I do with some people across the pond. Um, we'll be doing a Persona 5 spoiler cast recording the next Saturday, um, which is, this will go up on Monday, so the Saturday coming up, we'll be recording that. It should be up around <laughs> Monday or Tuesday of the following week. Um, we'll be deep diving on Persona, talking about it in depth. We've all beaten it, so um, that'll be a fun conversation. If, if uh, you want to hear um, me me you know, talk in detail about it, if you've beaten the game yourself, I don't recommend doing this. If you have not beaten the game yourself, please do not bring this game on yourself. Um, it is very good. Um, but yes, so you can follow us on Twitter. I am at Peppered Ham. Rob, where are you at, buddy? At Team's Third Sniper. Jose, where are you hanging? I'm at Look at My Head. Follow our show on at A Mixed Pixel. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash A Mixed Pixel. Leave a like, leave a comment, let us know what you think of the show. Tweet at us. Um, subscribe to us on all the podcast services, whether you're on Pocket Cast, iTunes, or you're just checking us out on the website, mixedpixel.pinecast.co. Either way, every click helps. Woo! Get mixed on pixels, baby.